Hello and welcome to Helpline 3. I'm Terry Simmons. Today we're talking with Brandy Clayton, Executive Director, and Wendy Neely, Account Executive with Christos Hospice Shreveport Bossier. And we're talking about it today especially because it's National Home Care and Hospice Month. So we'll be taking your calls throughout the show and as a reminder, please make sure you're in a quiet room with your TV turned all the way down before making your call. The number is 318-219-4569 and you'll see that across the bottom of your screen throughout the show. And now, introduce you to our guests. Thank you so much for being here. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you for having us. Oh, it's been so nice talking to you about this during the couple of times that we've been on the air telling people what we're going to be doing this afternoon. So let's go ahead and refresh. If people mm -hmm. weren't able to see us at 6 a.m. and 11.45 <laughs> a little while ago, let's just start with talking about hospice and what that really means. And Brandy, do you want to start with that? Sure. Um, hospice, and for the most part, is a scary word, okay? Um, but it doesn't have to be. Hospice is help. So what it is is when a patient has a terminal illness and they are given a six months or less prognosis, that's when we are called in. Mm -hmm. And we are there to help so daughters can be daughters, sons can be sons, wives can be wives, um, husbands can be husbands, and we're a resource. We have a team of people that help these families and the patients. It starts with our medical directors to nurses, our home health aides, social workers, chaplains. Uh, we even have volunteers that come in. So you have a whole slew of people to help you. And it's not just about the medical care. It's also resources. If you need sitter services, if you need help with uh, placing a loved one in a nursing home or an assisted living facility. Um, so it's very broad. <laughs> um, but it is, we come in and we are here to help you get through this hard time. Um, and the way it doesn't have to be so hard. Mm -hmm. um, and we focus on quality, mm -hmm. quality of life. Because that's what we want every minute to count for our patients and their families. And it, it does. We encompass the whole family, not just the patient. And I love that part of what you're saying that, of course, you're not denying that it is a very difficult time. Of course it is, mm -hmm. but it doesn't have to be. Not at all. It can be filled with joy. It can be filled with living, right? That's when right. When we talk That's about right. what hospice isn't about, it's about living, actually. It's about actually. living. And we actually have families that are patients and that go on vacation with their families. <laughs> so you don't have to be confined to a bed. You can actually go on vacation. You can travel. And so hospice is here to help do that and support your symptoms and managing that so that you can live yeah. to the fullest extent. And that really brings up something for me personally that I thought, I didn't know, I didn't have anything, uh, any relationship with it at all, but I thought in my mind growing up, hospice meant my idea was someone was bedridden and hospice comes in when they cannot take care of themselves. I pictured the family sitting around the bed, holding the hands, doing whatever they could, but it's nothing like that no. every time. I mean, everything is different. It's yeah. individual, but That's it right. can be, you, you're helping them function in their lives and just live yes. their best life to the very moment. Absolutely. And usually the patient, like we said, is welcoming and they see it and they're ready. Yes. Uh, it's the family members that really kind of need to come to terms and see what an astounding resource you are. And, and it lets them just be family. And sometimes they do have that and we're here to help them and talk to them and explain what our services are and how we can help. Um, sometimes it is a challenge and, and we have to visit with that family several times, yeah. you know. So we always say it's a journey. It is a journey because every patient and every family 
has their own um, idea of, of what their plan of care should look like and we customize it tailored to them. Yeah, and I love that, that you say that. It's all individual. Mm -hmm. Everyone has that right, that permission, that given gift to live out their life the way they want to That's right. and the family to. And you're not in, coming in to tell them, this is how you do it, this is what happens. That's right. You're there, open up saying, you tell us, here are all our resources, <laughs> right. tell us how we can help you do this your way. Yes. Right? That's right. Yes. 100%. And that means even, uh, let's, we're going to talk all this, I mean, cause I don't <laughs> think we can even, we can sit here and name for 30 minutes all the resources really. Mm -hmm. Even when right. it comes time for a hospital bed, mm -hmm. yes. you can do that. Right. Absolutely. Because sometimes we think hospice, they either go to a facility where they can or they're in a facility, but they can stay home. That's right. And if they have room for a hospital bed, you can make sure that hospital bed gets in there. And it's very quickly. It's at no charge. Yes. We cover it at 100%. Um, so any equipment that this patient needs, so if you say, Wendy, we need a hospital bed, I need some oxygen, I need a bedside commode, a walker, a wheelchair, I can get that for you. Yeah. And we get it very, we get it out there very quickly. I can testify to that. I <laughs> went through that personally with my mother and I can tell you it was immediate. It was like, and my mother was like, what, well already? It's, right, it's coming? <laughs> it's and here. It was like, okay. And it was, you know, and I can tell yeah. you right now, and I will talk about this a little bit, my experience as because I didn't know, I learned the difference mm -hmm. in what I thought hospice was and what it is. Mm -hmm. And it helped her live. I so tell I, you what, longer even, I think, yeah. and the joy and the visits and the, all of the resources, everything, mm -hmm. from chaplains to volunteers to nurses mm -hmm. to, you know, coming to see her and everything. It did, it did just totally open up and increase her happiness and her quality of life. So when you mentioned free of charge, let's talk mm -hmm. about how hospice works as far as cost and mm -hmm. how it's paid for, how it goes on, and how it is free of charge, these things that come to the patients. How does, how does that work? You wanna tell us, Brandy? Sure, um, hospice, it doesn't, um, say you're on uh, Medicare. Mm -hmm. um, it doesn't matter if you're on an Advantage plan, it converts to 100% Medicare. So it's covered at 100%. And um, any, medications related to comfort such as pain, depression, anxiety, nausea, vomiting, um, constipation. constipation, thank you, <laughs> anything related to that and your primary hospice diagnosis, whether it be congestive heart failure, diabetes, um, kidney failure, um, scler what was the just an odd, any diagnosis can mm -hmm. be a hospice diagnosis. Right. So we will cover meds that pertain to that That's diagnosis. Right. Um, hospice is more, you qualify for hospice based off prognosis. So mm -hmm. we mm -hmm. cover that at 100%. We cover all the DME supplies at 100%. Say you've got wounds, we provide all you need, the supplies, the wound care supplies. Um, with something else, Wendy. Incontinence briefs. A lot of our yes. patients are incontinent. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't have to be the diaper. It can be pull-ups. It can be an incontinence, you know, um, pad that they wear. Whatever they're comfortable with um, and they need, we can order and we have it shipped to the home. Which is another good point. And Wendy, you can go ahead and add mm -hmm. more to everything, the, the lovely list. I'm sure both of you, like I said, that brain working like what else, what else? Yeah. Like, feel free to join in and just yeah. add to the list of the resources. Because I told you, I think mm -hmm. it's going to come up all this. It's 
almost it's unlimited it's because you're mm -hmm. all based around the comfort and also dignity when we yes. talk about that yes. let's talk about that a little bit like with the things that you offer because surely the pull-ups the things that you don't mm -hmm. want to feel like you're wearing a diaper you don't want to get done sometimes that can make someone even want to give up and not even do it and so and you're there to comfort them absolutely and the, when Brandy mentioned sons be sons daughters be daughters we offer aides to come into the home to help with that personal care and they're amazing at what they do. It's a, it's a hard job, but they are so good at it. And they give that patient the dignity when they provide that personal care. Um, anywhere from oral care to helping them in the shower, if they need to do a bed bath, they will do that. They'll wash their hair. Um, and we even have volunteers that will come out and paint their fingernails, you know, if they want their fingernails painted. So their dignity will definitely be provided you know <laughs> along with the comfort so yeah and joy i mean i've heard yeah. other people have gone through this too like i never knew my mother wanted red fingernails but she does yeah. and she's just loving it you know yeah. you find things about them they're there to think about because a lot of times you know we don't know when it might happen but then they a lot of patients find the gift in knowing that they've got this time to really make it valuable and do the things and that's what you're there for they can right. you're there to take care of them physically emotionally and the dignity where they can talk right. to wrap up anything they want to wrap up talk to the family members and just be themselves and that's got to be a pretty amazing thing it's very it rewarding for sure and a lot of times the patients get to feeling better and you know we had one patient in particular that you know outlived what she thought and she she was not happy about that but <laughs> most of our patients are very excited you know they get to feeling better their quality of life is better and so if you have a life-limiting illness of six months or less you're eligible for hospice okay a lot of times you get to feeling better and you outlive that six month mark, which is fine. If you've had a decline, we can recertify you for an extended period of time. So we, we take you from the beginning to the end. I think that's a really good thing to talk about too, because yeah. we really don't know what we're getting into sometimes. And sometimes our mind can kind of go, well, what if I do this? Or what if I do that? Or what if I get better and I lose it? Or can I leave it and come back? Can I say that I don't, and I'm good, I don't need hospice anymore because mm -hmm. I think I'm gonna be okay, and then come back again. Do you have that too? Yes, that is the great thing about Christus, actually, because we have three levels of care with what we provide in the home. We, set, we have our home health, and we have our palliative care and our hospice. So we try to meet our patients where they're at based on their need. Um, they may not have that six month prognosis. So then if they don't, then we look at palliative care. Okay, they do have a terminal illness, but they're not within that six month window. So let's look at palliative. And home health, you know, they have that, rather if they have a terminal illness or not, it depends on how far they're out, they may be better at our home health agency. So mm -hmm. we have those three levels of care within the Christus system to meet our patients where they're at. And if, and if a patient does improve and say, you know what, I'm, I think curative treatment is gonna benefit me now. That is fantastic. We will get you to the right level of care. And then if you need us in the future, you just get right back on service. Which you continue to be a resource. Yes. Right. It's not like it's gonna be, okay, you don't need us anymore, okay, bye-bye. And you don't go, no, it's like, okay, what do you feel like you need next? Let us see who we That's can right. find to help you with that. That's right. Right. And then again, you just make it available. It's not like telling them this is what you have to do next. It's like, okay, let's look at what your options are now. Right. What do you want? Right. What do you want? Right. And what can we do within mm -hmm. what you want? And our physicians will even make house calls 
to explain where they're at in this disease process. So if coming off a of service and trying something different, they'll make house calls to, to explain where they're at and, and what's the best journey at that point. Yeah, right. let's talk about palliative care, what that really means. What does that term mean if someone's watching and they don't really get what that means? Okay, so for palliative care, um, you have a terminal illness, but you're not in that last six months. Mm -hmm. You still want to try the curative treatments. You still want to try to do everything you can to see, you know, what can be done. Um, so that's where palliative comes in, and they take you through that journey. And they're going to focus on, okay, well, let's get you Mm -hmm. to these appointments let's let's see what we can do to get you what you want but also still focus on we still need to keep you comfortable and keep you home the main goal with all three levels of our care is to keep the patient home and out of the hospital because that's where they mm -hmm. want to be you know that's their comfort so with all three levels of care that we offer in the Christus system it is focusing on keeping the patients home and out of the hospital and providing them with their needs at where they're at. Which you would imagine if you're in that position, those are the three things you really are scared you're going to lose. Exactly. Yeah. Am I gonna be put somewhere? Am I gonna, am I gonna have a say? Mm -hmm. Am I gonna be able to control still what's going on? Am I really going to be able to live out my days to yeah. the last hour the way I really want to? What's gonna That's happen? Right. And it sounds like you just really lay it out. You mm -hmm. really do. Mm -hmm. Here's what's happening. And those checkups, those mm -hmm. days, it's, it's, it, you explain along the way, right? Because right. things do change and you do watch weight gain and weight loss and how they're feeling, right. blood pressure. And so it is like just a, a resourcing monitor mm -hmm. along the way. Mm -hmm. And so if someone is at home, um, how does that look? So someone says, okay, I'm in hospice now. I've signed up, I'm good to go, I'm home. Um, how does the care go? Is it a weekly check-in or what's? So we customize it to what the patient and the family need, um, but you can expect a nurse to come out and do an initial assessment. We typically come again the next day and they're gonna say, based on what I see, my plan right now is to come this many times a week. It could be two, it could be three, it could be more than that. So we just, we take it day by day, but we can offer you an aid to come in one time a day. Um, and it's based on need. Do you need the aid three times a week? Do you need her more? Do you need her less? Um, you'll get a, a, a visit from a chaplain and a social worker. So they'll, they'll come out and then our medical director will oversee the care. Now some patients have had a physician for 30 years. They wanna keep that physician. That is your right and you can do that. Um, we're here to work together. And so uh, most physicians will, will turn it over to hospice because we are the experts. But they, some do want to remain in control and that's fine. You know, we honor that and, and you get to keep your physician. And along the way, if you just want to have a conversation with that physician or that's you right. know, you get to do that. Nothing exactly. is really right. off limits like that. Mm -hmm. and, and we mentioned the social worker, the chaplain, all of these are available. You don't have to see all of those people if you don't want to. They're, again, right. they're just available to you. And, exactly. um, and I know that like the social worker doesn't mm -hmm. come in and look at anything. A lot of times social worker will bring literature and what else do they do? They talk about just other topics. They're there topics. for emotional support. Yeah. Right. They're there for emotional support for the family as well. You know, um, sometimes our families are like, I need help. Mm -hmm. What can, what resources are out there can we get that can help us? Because when your loved one's on hospice and you're the primary caregiver, your bills don't stop rolling in. You mm -hmm. still have to work. So 
what can I do while I'm at work and mom needs someone here to help her? What is out there that can help me? That's when our social workers come in and they have a plethora of information and a mm -hmm. wealth of resources in our community that they can help these families line up caregivers to sit with their loved ones if they need to or, you know. Um, Maybe they're having trouble getting their meals. You know, the social worker yes. can help with Meals on Wheels, mm -hmm. you know, and, and things like that. So if they're having trouble with maybe they're paying their light bill, they can reach out and help in so many ways. So they're not coming in and, and doing a checkoff list or things in the appropriate place. No, it's more about helping that family and, and resources. Yeah, it's another mm -hmm. way. Another person with another section of all this saying, hi, I'm here. This is what I can offer. What do you need that fits into this? Yes. And sometimes it's things that you know, people will be quiet sometimes. Mm -hmm. So you want to encourage them, ask all the questions. Don't think it's the wrong person. Ask the social mm -hmm. worker if you have a question about your med medical, whatever. Right. And yeah. they'll get you to the right one. Mm -hmm. Everyone is a team together. Because right. do you find that sometimes families are afraid to ask or they don't know what to ask or they'll sit there and they won't be quite as comfortable because they assume that this is all it is? They, sometimes, and I think you can speak more to that because you've actually been in the home. Yeah, sometimes they are, and it's like I tell them, there's no such thing as a wrong question or a bad mm -hmm. question. If you don't know, you don't know, um, and that's what we're here for. Mm -hmm. So ask away, because if I don't know the answer, I'm going to get you to someone who does. Mm -hmm. And sometimes we don't know what we don't know. Exactly. So that initial assessment when the nurse comes in. Mm -hmm. So will the nurse, he or she, really just explain everything and then listen and ask for questions because sometimes, yeah. is that what they do, just offer that initially, the assessment? Yeah, and initially I visit with the patient and the family, um, either in person or if they're more comfortable over the phone, that's fine as well. So we try to get as much information to them, but it, it's a lot of information, you know. It, it can be overwhelming. So when the nurse comes in, she, she goes over everything again. And then that's the opportunity for them to sit down and spend that time and asking questions and and really just getting to know the patient and getting to know the family and you start to see the onion peels fall back and they get to open it up and 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 some families don't want the medications in the home and that's fine you know we respect that um, again it's customized it's it's individualized for that patient yeah, I think it depends on what the patient and the family expect, what they're afraid of. Like yes, some are just comfortable. Yes. They want the medication right there on the table where they can see it, especially mm -hmm. if it's the pain medication or if they yeah. kind of know how their disease is gonna progress. Mm -hmm. And when it hits, they wanna know. It's right yeah. there. And, and I know that even if it goes long enough, the nurse watches that too. Mm -hmm. They won't let anything expire. If that right. prescription is done, but it, it's getting close to being expired, oh, they'll go refill it. So it's always, it's always there. It, there's not like I got that six months ago, is it still ready and I went eight yeah. months. No, it's always replenished. Exactly. Every detail yes. is taken care of. Yes. Yeah. And so what, um, what does the chaplain visit provide? What is that? So our chaplains will come in and, and provide that spiritual care. Mm -hmm. um, some, some patients want that, some don't, and that's fine. Um, some want them to play uh, gospel music. They'll come in and do that, read prayer to them, you know, Bible verses. Maybe they had a special Bible verse that was uh, meant something near and dear to their heart. Well, he can read that to them, you know. So he does uh, their services as well. If they say, you know what, you're really the only spiritual care I've ever had, will you do my funeral? And they will. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, so. my mother became so close to everybody. They were all there, and he spoke, yeah. and she said, I want him there. I want him to. I'm want changing him. everything. Yes. I want him. And <laughs> it was just wonderful, the relationship. It's a bond. It you really know, is. And what is so sweet is we get a lot of thank you cards. And when they thank certain members or they thank the team, and it means a lot because you know that you touch their lives. So, yeah, that's, that's a, a great thing moment. is because, um, you know, we're coming into their home and we become part of their family, yeah. but they become part of ours too. So it is, it's, it's a beautiful thing. Mm -hmm. And it really is a beautiful thing from start to, to, I don't even want to say finished. It's not finished. Okay. It's well, just no, moving on into something else. We continue to follow ends. the family yeah. um, even after their loved one has gone. We continue to follow the family for 13 months, yes. sometimes longer. If they need us longer, <laughs> then we fun. stay in longer, you know, because it's always those firsts are so hard to get through. And we're there to help get them through it. Yeah. So that it is. don't just stop with the patient. Which mm -hmm. is another thing to talk about, too, that mm -hmm. it doesn't stop. Right. It keeps going. And I want them to hear that 13 months later, you're still keeping in touch with the yeah. family because it doesn't stop there. Are you Sorry. okay? How are you doing? Is there anything we need? And I know that it's also like a joyful, like mm -hmm. it's a living thing, a living, light and loving. It's just one of those things where yeah. you just keep in touch. Hey, yeah, we, no one has forgotten. We haven't forgotten about you and, and we still have this relationship. Mm -hmm. so. And we do a celebration of life as well. Mm -hmm. You know, our chaplains will get that together and it's good to see the families come back out and say, you know, thanks for remembering us and remembering our loved one. And so um, our chaplains do a really good job of that. So. I bet you hear that a lot. You yes. get the families. Yeah. And what we hear most of uh, is, I wish I would have done it sooner. Really? That's what we hear. That's what we hear the most. The most. Wishing I wish they I would have done it sooner. Got on into the services sooner. Oh, okay. Because a lot of times we do get patients that there's been times our nurses have went out and admitted a patient and an hour later we're working the death. And, you know, they don't get that full hospice experience. Yeah. That, the full benefit of what we have to offer and what we can do um, to make this transition easier, not only for the patient, but for their families. Yeah. So they, we do hear that a lot, that they wish mm -hmm. they would have gotten the benefit a lot sooner. Good, that's a really something good to talk about if someone's listening today, because you get mm -hmm. it at all areas, all stages. Yeah. Right. And sometimes it is the day before, an mm -hmm. hour before, mm -hmm. and people didn't realize how comfortable they could have made them and yeah. sometimes it's just the opposite they've been comfortable enough and they really didn't need you till that right. last stage so uh, it goes right. full gamut it's That's like right. everything there's no right or wrong way to do this yeah. but not. how nice to know that it really is a resource for living <laughs> That's it. everything yes. that you do so have you seen that all for yeah. very long time and then very short time oh yes mm -hmm. we have gotten <laughs> it's, it's crazy we've gotten patients that have been on our service and we've got a couple that's been on our services for almost four years mm -hmm. They have that six month prognosis and they just knew that in that six months and we come in and that quality of life, like when he was yeah. saying, it just enhances it and we get there, we're symptom management. We are all about symptom management, mm -hmm. controlling those symptoms so that you can enjoy your day, um, have better sleep at night. 
um, enjoy that time spent with your family and it has actually for some patients it's prolonged you know it's they've outlived that six mm -hmm. months so yeah <laughs> which I think don't you think I mean that's exactly what we're talking about yeah. that extend that quality of life yeah. and just think about that if you get in you say oh she's got six months or he's got six months okay mm -hmm. we're gonna make the best of six months and then you see it's prolonged what joy the family members must feel to yeah. have all this time which I know there are some like you talk about some patients that go I thought I only had six months that's, that's right. my mother <laughs> I got everything wrapped up what's the deal yeah. you know yeah. <laughs> I'm good um, yeah, and when you can be happy in that light I mm -hmm. think that's a sign of the relief that you bring mm -hmm. to these families do you right. think so and if we see a patient who has has declined you know when that six month mark comes up we can recertify them like we mentioned earlier but maybe they have improved and they they no longer need us and Brandy mentioned, we'll get them to the right home health or the right palliative care, that right level that they need. Um, it's just something that's so special to us and yeah. I, I would never do anything other than hospice. Mm -hmm. Well, that's who you want mm -hmm. taking care of you and your family members that's for it. sure. And yes. I love again that we stress that it really is individual. Yes. That there is no right or wrong way to do this and that's the resources right. are there and it is very serious. Mm -hmm. And um, my family has always used humor in the time of crisis. That's what yeah. gets us through, but it doesn't lessen yeah. the, the severity and that's what's right. actually going on with life. Right. And um, it, it doesn't really lighten it mm -hmm. that much. It just lightens the moment and helps you see the sure. joy in what's going on. But I, how do you handle it with the patients? As you see, you can tell that it's probably getting close to the time where the, the patient might move on. How do you when handle that? When they're starting to transition, yeah. um, we make sure that we are educating the family at every visit, um, letting them know what to expect. These are the symptoms to look for. Um, this is what it might or might not look like because every journey is different and no exit is the same. That's right. So we make sure that we educate them along the way. If we see, okay, their appetite's declining, um, they're sleeping more during the day, um, What's some other things? Their pain, they're having, we're having to use comfort meds more because of their pain or anxiety. Uh, different things. Um, like I said, every journey is different, but we make sure that we educate the family, that they're aware of what's going on. That way there's no surprises. And once they get into that transitioning phase where they are transitioning and getting closer to death, then we have a visit every day. And we have a nurse, so if it's two o'clock in the morning, we have a nurse on call, call us. Mm -hmm. You know, if it's, a, if it's a question, we're gonna answer it. If it's a concern and an emergency even, the nurse will make the visit during the night. Mm -hmm. So even though we've educated, panic sits in sometimes, sure, and you, you're just, what do I do now? You call us, you call us, and we yeah. can come out and make that emergency visit. It really is good mm -hmm. to know and mm -hmm. to take this time now because we've really talked really lightly and it's been a very joyful conversation. If someone's yeah, watching and they are in that um, that mode of it is a tender, serious time right now it is. and it's kind of hard to find the joy. It's kind of hard to, even though they've got the resources and, and they're in hospice or don't have hospice, the family members, uh, if they are in hospice care, it is good to know. I mean, yes, it'd be nice if it happened eight to five or during the daylight hours when sure. someone's already there and you're not alone making the decision, but it does happen mm -hmm. frequently at and midnight or two in the yes. morning and you're the only one there with the patient and right. you see a change, you see something happen. Call. Exactly. Call. You're um, not alone. No, we right. do have an RN is on call 24 hours a day, seven days a week. 
um, the weekends we have two RNs, a primary and a backup, and then your admin. So um, if, mm -hmm. say, they get in a pain crisis, we can't control it at home. We get that RN out there. We have two Grace home beds at Highland Hospital, mm -hmm. and we can do take them to our inpatient unit, get them comfortable. Yes. Sometimes they go back home, sometimes they don't. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And even if something happens in the night, say the patient falls or they need help, um, you, you can even us. get a yeah call. Just call, call immediately. Don't mm -hmm. worry. You can call yeah. anyone you want. You know, call nine one one. Call everyone. Right. You can call hospice. Yes. And say this is what happened. I need help. What do I do? And mm -hmm. you can even get a mobile X-ray yes. technician yes. out there to see what's going on without having to disrupt the patient and That's take right. them in an ambulance or something. You can bring everything, and that everything. technician can see what's going on. Yes. Right. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. And we always encourage our patients and our families to please call us first. Yes. So mm -hmm. that way we can come out, assess the situation, see if they need to go to our inpatient unit or if it's something that we can take care of at home. Mm -hmm. Like like you said, get a mobile x-ray out, mm -hmm. yeah. draw some labs. What do we need to do? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it's a good reminder because yeah. our instinct is to just call 911 or whatever. Yeah. No, to remind them though, that's what you're there for for mm -hmm. that too. We are, you, you, are, you are the you are their <laughs> yes. 911. That's really yeah, that's, that's right. right. At any time of day. Right. Call you first. That's you right. have all the resources and you already know everything. Mm -hmm. They call yes. someone else, they're gonna have to tell them everything and mm -hmm. anyway, it's just you're in total care when that's you're right. with hospice. Right. Yeah. yeah. And then also any medical needs they might need. If they're the one they're taking care of, you can bring bandages, you can bring things for them to take care. It's not just just leaving them with anything mm -hmm. or if the nurse mm -hmm. isn't there there's still things to take care of That's and right. also good we have about a minute and a half left we can talk about the family involvement every mm -hmm. time the nurse comes out there um, or chaplain or anytime there's visits mm -hmm. anytime the, pa the family can be there all the time, all the time. to ask sure. questions we and love for the family it. to be there mm -hmm. you know yeah. we really do because we build that rapport with the family not only mm -hmm. just our patients but the family too because like I said we continue to follow up with them for 13 months after, sometimes longer. Mm -hmm. So they're just as much a part of the planning as we are. Yeah, so. and it's comforting all the way around yep. to be able. Mm -hmm. And while they're there with you, to remind them that you're still just getting to be the daughter, the son, the cousin, whoever you are. Absolutely. And just be there and experience right. the other care that hospice provides to provide living and That's light it. and love to this person who's going yep. through this. Anything yes. else you'd like to? What's something that you'd like to leave our viewers with today before we close? Just if you, if you have a need, if you know that you have a loved one or a friend or a family that are in some of the situations that we discussed and you know that they have a terminal illness and they're life limiting and you need that extra help, reach out and call us. We would be happy to come and Wendy is always the face of us, the first person you see. So just give us a call. Thank you so much for being here and thank, thank you for joining you. us. We'll see you next time on Healthline Thanks. 3.